Hey guys. I am doing a random episode wanting to talk about the Raven Cycle, which is very extremely random of me. Um, But I've been listening to old voice notes that I've found on my iPhone from 2018 and 2019 when my life was falling apart. And they start in February when I, um, at the end of February when I went back to therapy. And then they just kind of progress through that entire time. And so it's been interesting for me to hear some of them. Um, And it's really interesting for me having more perspective now to hear like what I thought about this particular book series and the time that it like showed up in my life and how much I needed it when it was there. Um, And like the characters in it and why I became like why I still love it to this day. But that certain things that I felt about it at the time have changed because of just what I know now about trauma stuff. And like, so I wanted to talk about that because one thing that's um, interesting for me or in the, like also like something that I'm still trying to figure out is that a num- the number one coping mechanism that I had for surviving my life until I went to therapy and started dealing with everything that was ha- that had happened to me was escaping into other worlds in like through like books or TV shows or movies or whatever. There was always a fandom that I was involved in from the time that I even knew what a fandom was. <laughs> like when I was like 12 was the first time that I was ever in a quote-unquote online fandom. It was for the band Hanson back then, who sang Umbap, who were my favorite band actually up until like 2020 when they showed how transphobic they were and I dropped them so fucking quick. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I used to read fan fiction about them. I used to go in Yahoo groups because that was the thing that existed then for them. I did like Roz, the TV show Charmed, and then Roswell, um, Harry Potter... Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, um, a lot of that stuff just kind of would come up in like a cyclical way. And I, that was like the thing that I would always do is that I would always have some fandom that I was in and I would spend all of my waking time and energy like rewatching like the movies or TV shows if it was one of those, rereading the books or the listening to the audiobooks or I would be like online in the community wherever the people in that community talked incessantly talking about whatever it was and like those were the online friends that I would have during that time and um, that's what I did and it was a definite way of me to escape my reality because I genuinely needed to escape my reality and it was like a way of of dissociating or things that I could do to dissociate and um Someone that I follow online on TikTok that's a trauma therapist brought this up and I agree where she was talking about how the coping mechanisms that we do that are not like the healthiest, but we do them during the time when we need them are like actually something really good. Like she doesn't like it when we talk about them in a negative way because it's the reason why we survived long enough in order to even figure out how to not do them anymore. And that's what I think about when I think about how much I used to just read books constantly or listen to or just, you know, listen to podcasts, read books, um, watch new TV shows, go to movies. And and it's been like a whole thing for me where um, 
I'm like waiting for it to happen when I'm listening to these uh, voice notes from my past self because um, it's interesting because I started going to therapy in the beginning of February and the beginning of March is when I read this read the Raven cycle like the I read like the entire book series in the matter of like a week and then and I've spent like the last so far it's been like a month basically of me just every every voice note I leave is is been talking about it which has been really fun for me to re-listen to to hear me talking about it with like knowing everything I've been through since then and then also re-remembering how much I loved that series but it's it's kind of like a thing of I don't think that it's a coincidence that right after I started going to therapy and started actually starting to acknowledge the things that have happened to me that the couple months before I actually told my therapist about my past child sexual abuse that I like disappeared super hardcore into this book series and spent all my time obsessing over it because I just was trying to avoid thinking about the things that I kept thinking about. <laughs> like every time I left therapy for those few months, like the cup like the day or so afterwards and like during, I would think about all that every single time like I should tell her about what happened. I should tell her about the memories that I have and then I but then I would immediately be like no you can't and so like me I needed that book series at the time and like um I feel like this is true for a lot of us but and by us I mean like trauma survivors is that every every single thing that I ever got invested in like was um a found family of sorts and that is the reason why I got invested in it. Usually it was, there was a character in it that had like some sort of relationship with their family that wasn't good or their family wasn't there or, or what have you. And there was a found family created by friends in it that replaced it. And me loving that stuff, every single thing I love, like media wise that I really get into always has a found family because that's like it. Like, that's, like, my dream is to have, to be able to build friendships and relationships that are like that. Um, And, and, like, at the time, I needed to escape into something like that to avoid what was really happening in my life and how, and how I was trying to, like, resist this, like, huge change that I knew was about to happen. And, um... The thing that's interesting about the Raven cycle I've always thought is that like there are certain fandom things that I kind of go I continually kind of go back to um like in the last few years like BBC Sherlock is a big comfort one like a lot of people I think um from the from how I've seen like people talk about Supernatural a lot of people use Supernatural as kind of like a comfort fandom-y thing to go back to and read fan fiction from it or whatever when they're feeling down. I do like BBC Sherlock for that. Um, like, Stephen Moffat is the worst. <laughs> and he definitely ruined the um, the possibility of how good that show could have been. And I don't think that they're ever going to do another series um, because of how 
badly he I like just blame him for how badly the last season was because I from how he was in Doctor Who I know how terrible he is but BBC Sherlock was the first time was when I figured out what asexuality even was like that was I heard people talking about it on Tumblr back in the day and that was the first time I ever even heard that word um and so that's when I realized that I was ace so like Sherlock is ace in my mind forever and always so like that's always a very like even as bad as that show got I'm always gonna love it and and go back to read it because of it being like my first um way of learning what that is so that's like a fandom that I always go back to to read um I like there's a bunch of Stephen Bucky books from books Stephen Bucky um stories from Marvel that I also read a lot of there's Full Metal Alchemist is another thing that I go back to. I started reading fan fiction for that this past weekend. Um, and yeah, so the, and like the Raven Cycle was in the middle of all of those. And, and I, oh, I also got into My Hero Academia last year and have a bunch of stories for that saved as well. And, but what I'm trying to say is that I never like all the, all those other fandom things I would, those, like, four are the main ones, and I would go back to, like, reread my favorite stories, or, like, try to find new, like, fanfic to read during, like, during different times when I would be reminded of them, but I've never done that with The Raven Cycle. Um, I, like, read it constantly for, like, months in 2018, and, like, reread my favorite fanfiction stories and, like, wanted to, like, re-go through all of the fanfiction and find and keep reading it. And then I just, like, stopped. And it was, and I've never, and I've, even though I have, like, a, a ton of stories of it saved on my, in my, like, bookmarks that I have on my phone of every fanfiction that I have saved since, like, 2014, I've, I hardly ever read any of them. I just skip over them and I've never been sure, or like, about why I do that like why am I skipping this one fandom that I really really love um when I'm not skipping over the other ones and I've realized when listening to these voice notes that it's purely because of the time and kind of the band-aid that it was during the time in my life and also of just the timing of how it all happened um that that's why I haven't because that time in my life was basically the worst time in my life of when I was going through all of this stuff and um, and, like, that was when I read that series, and so I have just, like, resisted wanting to get into it again, because it just reminds me of that time, especially these few months that I'm listening to my past self go through, um, like, it makes, it's hard, it, it, one of the things that's so hard about when you make progress about trauma stuff is, like, listening to how I was back then, like, I talk in almost every voice note about how nervous and anxious I am to go to work every day, how I'm, like, scared, and I remember then that, like, I used to go to work every weekend, I would convince myself that they were going to fire me on Monday morning every single week, and then by Friday, I would, like, be like, okay, things are fine, and then I would just, like, start that whole process over the next weekend and do the same thing, there's like multiple times I've listened to um, voice notes already where I've been convinced that they're going to fire me when I go to work on Monday and then nothing has happened (laughs) Um, that I felt like that all the time all the time and like so many things 
about my life then just made me anxious. Like the last voice note I was listening to was me talking about how I'm so scared that my friends are going to get mad at me and, and won't want to be around me anymore. And how and how I was I was self-aware of that being an issue that I knew that um, I was way too hard on myself and I knew that I was like thinking that these people were going to leave me even though they told me that they weren't and that I had like all of this evidence around me to tell me that they cared about me and that they weren't going to do something like that but I was still so wrapped up during that time and all the years before that of of like being afraid that people were going to get mad at me and that they wouldn't like me like that was such a hard that was such a hard thing for me to do and it's and I completely understand why it was but it's hard to listen to me during that time knowing like why I was struggling with all of that stuff but that was like right before I was able to like actually admit like what was really happening um and so it's really hard hearing me struggle that hard knowing that I'm about to struggle even more (laughs) for the next like year and a half or so after these voice notes were done um but I wanted to say too that one thing with the raven cycle that I think is interesting is that like my perception on some of it has changed a little bit um like maybe Maggie Steve Otter is a fucking she's stupid like I was aware when I read these books that like some of the racial things that she did weren't the best like there aren't a lot of people of color in these novels um Henry and his mom are some of the very few and they're basically like a Asian like caricature and it's and it's kind of weird that like Blue and her family are all like witches and are basically doing like a kind of spiritual practice that a lot of um a lot of people of color do in their like culture and that like a lot of white people tend to appropriate when they shouldn't and like um this hasn't been brought up in years like I'm talking about this in these voice notes in 2018 and that was three entire over three years ago um but like I remember that right after I finished reading this book series that Maggie Seavater on her Twitter announced that someone bought like the rights for that ser- for the series to be made into a move into a TV show. And I still think that if they made that the Raven Cycle into a TV show that it would be very successful because if as long as they like kept the characters true to who they were like yeah they they could definitely expand on the characters um and storylines and stuff with because they would have like more time on a tv show like kind of like what the percy jackson tv show is going to do with those characters and those stories as well um but i think that people would really love it because the characters and like the the um friendships and relationships that they all have are so well done and like the the like magical realism that happens in that story too about like a magical forest and just all of the magic that are kind of surrounding them and then the whole story about Gansey and like knowing like the whole I one of the things that I mentioned in one of these voice notes about that book series of why I loved it from the first place is that um a lot of the like kind of stereotypical tropes that happen in a lot of especially a lot of like teen YA kind of books or movies or TV shows they like subvert a lot of them 
they don't do what anybody kind of expects a stereotypical thing like that to do which is which was really nice to see them go a completely different route with a lot of these kind of general um, characters that you see in stories like that um so i i still think that if they did a show on it i still hope that they would just because i think i would love to see it and um they would and i think that it would be popular purely because the characters and the story and all that are really good and intriguing and make you very invested in all of them um but i also would hope that they would make blue and her family um not white like i don't even care like what if they're black or um like latina or any basically make them anything but white because i feel like that would make the story much better and improve on like the racial dynamics like maggie steve otter definitely seems like a ridiculous like white woman feminist from the things that i've seen her say in the last few years and so that would at least help some of that stuff somewhat so like that has changed my mind and i did an episode on here about the raven cycle randomly last year bitching about maggie steve otter because um because i saw a video that and i looked her up that she was on her Instagram last year just complaining that the fans of The Raven Cycle didn't like her new series that is purely about Ronan and his family as much as The Raven Cycle. And basically saying like, oh, because you guys made fun of what my cover looks like. And she like draws her own covers because you don't like the cover and you like critique this book series too much. For me, I'm just not going to write another series about the Raven, like uh, another Raven Cycle series because it would make you guys happy and I don't want to make you guys happy. It was the most like childish thing I've seen an author do that isn't J.K. Rowling in a while. <laughs> it was just, it was ridiculous. And it's it's especially ridiculous um, if you've, you're a fan of the series, which I'm sure you are if you're listening to me talk about this, because... Like, that's the entire thing of the Raven Cycle. It is all about, like, yeah, there are the relationships in it, but the main core thing behind it is about all of the the kids, like, their found family that they are creating with each other and how much they love each other. Like, they literally bring Gansey back to life. Like, all of these people being as close of friends as they are and being a family within themselves and how much they love each other is the only reason why Gansey lives. Like, we spend the entire book series from the beginning knowing that Gansey is going to die in a year. And during that time, you just... Gansey is my favorite character in that series by far. And, um, And so during... When you're reading that series, you love him and just and you, as ev- as every book goes on you get more and more upset by the fact that you know that he's supposed to die and you just don't want it to happen like part of the reason why I read that series so fast is because I had to know what happened to him because I was so upset by the idea that he was going to die at the end and wouldn't come back because every single book went by and I loved him more and more and more and more and more and like saw more of myself in him and I was like why is the one that I identify with the most that is my favorite character the one that it has a death wish over his head this is so stressful um so it's like you can't write a series about something like that and then be upset with people later on because they don't enjoy the series that you write that is purely about like your like pet character that 
is the that has a lot of that is the one that is the most like you like it's it's lame as fuck anyway (laughs) for her to like write a side series about ronin and his family like i I get generally get why there's like stuff with like the magical stuff that he can do of going into dreams and things like that with his family that they could go into but it's also a thing of like everyone knows that ronin is the character like her and the most and that that that's why she she wrote a series about him because he is the character that she made like herself and she wanted to write a series about him and is like upset that everyone else isn't as into it but it's like ma'am you just wrote an entire series about yes about ronin but also his relationship with adam and his relationship with gansey and his relationship with blue and his relationship with his like with everyone else around him and so like taking if you write an entire series purely just about him and his family and the other characters aren't really around very much um yeah people aren't going to like it as much because we were invested in all of them as a group we don't want to know about just one of them we want to know what they're all doing we want scenes with all of them together that's like the magic of those of those books um but yeah that was a rant but anyway um one thing of how I changed how I feel about it, I think, just from what I was listening to my past self say about them, though, was um, how I, like, feel about Gansey's family and the way that I would be much harder on them now, <laughs> which I think is good. But it was interesting to hear me talk about that um, because, like, I just kind of talked about it with Gansey, but... um. Gansey was especially the time that I read these books he was really um important for me because he was a character that had like panic attacks and anxiety attacks when I started having them and like reading him having them helped me figure out that I was having them and he was also just a character that had a lot of worries and things that I had like he had problems sleeping when I couldn't sleep he would like be up in the middle of the night and like couldn't relax and couldn't get his brain to stop he would like replay conversations over and over again um, because he would want trying to find a way where he could have done something better so it wouldn't have been an argument he just wanted to make his friends happy he wanted to please his parents even though he knew that he really couldn't Um, He was always, like, trying, putting on this mask, acting like he was okay with everything, and he was alright, and everything was great, and he was a normal person when he was dealing with all of this other stuff and all of this trauma that had happened to him. And so, yeah, that's absolutely going to resonate with me. And, um, but I will say, though, that, like, thinking back to what happens in those books now, um, yeah, I definitely would be a lot harder on his parents and even his sister, although his sister was okay, but his definitely his parents than I was when I originally read those books. Purely because they he was extremely traumatized and they did like the rich white people waspy thing where they like just didn't know how to deal with him having actual emotions and just kind of let him just go off and do whatever he wanted. Um and didn't and weren't there for him. Like one of the like rich waspy things parents like that kind of do sometimes is you know like the troubled teen industry 
where they would send people to like boarding schools or like to like these quote unquote wilderness camps that are supposed to help you like deal with your trauma or whatever. That is like Gansey basically does that, but he does that on his own. Like he becomes obsessed with Glendower and his family just like lets him do that and lets him like, especially when you get to the third book and you find out about, um, I forget the guy's name, the British guy that comes to see them that is helping them with the whole Glendower stuff and he was someone that Gansey like lived with and traveled with in Europe for like a year of his life um when he was supposed to be like in school like he was still he was like not in like at their private school during that year because he was doing this instead and like after he did this traveling and he came back home his parents told him like you have to go to this to our super like uppity private school in the town that they all like end up meeting everyone in like he ends up meeting Adam and um blue because they live in that town when he's going to that school and they basically tell him like you have to graduate from this school other than that as long as you get good grades and you can graduate so you can like go to Harvard or Yale or some horrible school like that after that um we don't care what you do but they made him at least do that but like for like a year of his life this like super traumatized child is just like traveling around the world on his own without his parents there without his family there without anyone really checking up on him when he's like with this like the guy that whose name I can't remember was really sweet like our blue lily lily blue is probably my favorite book out of the series because it is a book focused on blue and Gansey the most and their characterization and he is in that book a lot and um it's really great to like see somebody who was there trying to help take care of him when he was very traumatized but it's also like amazing for me now to like talk about the things that Gansey was doing during that time because that is exactly what I was doing when I was obsessing over the Raven cycle like um Gansey absolutely in that story uses Glendower as an escape in the way that I used the Raven cycle and other media and things to escape like he just went through I can't like out of all of the trauma that I've been through I've never had like a near-death experience at least that I can remember um so the fact that like he that when he was a kid he was out outside in like a forest by himself getting stung by bees that he is deathly allergic to and died with nobody around like nobody knew that he was out there and nobody was there to possibly help him and and he was like brought back to life um the and then afterwards was like I need to find a reason for why this happened that like resonates so much with me because like I feel like a lot of us as like trauma survivors a lot of the things that we that we struggle with when we're dealing with all this stuff and for a long time is this idea of like why did not only not just like why did this happen to me because that's just like an existential question but also like a there has to be I don't know if there's a reason I don't everything happens for a reason makes me want to hurt people whenever somebody says that I hate that phrase so much I can't even say in words how much I fucking hate that phrase um but we're like wanting there to be something that we can like get out of it and um this is kind of like a weird sidebar but 
Like, I fell into the New Age spirituality trap for a while in 2020, particularly some in 2019, but more in 2020. Um, A lot of things just kind of happened in my life that year that made that happen. Like, I wasn't seeing a therapist because of, it was all because of COVID. Like, I wasn't seeing a therapist. I couldn't find a support group. I lost a lot of the friends that I had made um, before that. And so falling into New Age spirituality, which is extremely culty, was something that was easy for me because I was alone and isolated and needed something after... um, starting to deal with like everything after going through my treatment program and starting to get things together, but still having a lot of things to work on. Um, and, uh, and anyway, so when like I, part of the, the big reason why I got sucked into that for a while until I eventually got myself out of it, um, in like after like in the beginning of 2021, um, for good was, that I wanted there to be like some bigger reason why I went through all of that. And new age spirituality definitely sucks people in by telling you that there's like a reason behind everything that the universe is constantly sending you signs that you did all of these amazing things in a past life. And that's why you went through this stuff now. And you're going to do these amazing, incredible, wonderful, like things one day. And And all of this crazy stuff. It makes you just believe in these huge dramatic things that aren't actually real. Um, And I got sucked into that stuff because I needed to believe that all of the pain and trauma that I went through was for some sort of purpose one day. That there would be some sort of payback or like karmic retribution after experiencing all of that and making it through it. Um, And... And that's why I got sucked into all of that. And so, like, when, I, when I'm when i reading... And so, like, when I'm thinking about the Raven Cycle, that's exactly what Gansey did. Like, he, he... He was a little kid. He was a kid that has this horrible... He already was, like, isolated and, like, anxious and things like that because he has this horrible allergy to bees that can kill him, which means that he has to be... Like, knowing that entire time that there's something with you that you could easily die from and constantly having to be, like, aware of that during a time when you're, like, a kid and you're not supposed to have to be worrying about stuff like that and the fact that, like, he couldn't go outside and play with people in the way that other kids could just kept him more isolated and alone. So he already was feeling stuff like that. And then to go through the extremely traumatic experience of dying by yourself and then coming back and not knowing why you were brought back and feeling like this feeling like you he wanted to think that there was a reason behind it and wanting to think that and also feeling like this pressure that of like wanting to do something like huge and important and magnificent with the life that he has since he did come back And so, yeah, so he, like, became obsessed with the idea of Glendower, of this old, like, mystical story about this, um, like, Scottish, I think, like, king who was buried somewhere and that maybe there was, like, this magical thing to do with him coming back and, which, like, yeah, there ended up being that, but, like, he was, like, wanting to believe that, like, 
if you could search and find this king that maybe he would be the first one to find it and he would solve this mystery about his death that had been there for like thousands for like hundreds of years that no one has ever been able to solve and that that would make that would mean something because he would do something that no one else has ever done before and it would all and then he could use like the gift of like of the of like Glendower's magic that was supposed to happen in order to do something good because of all of the like guilt and um just responsibility I think he felt for being still alive and feeling that of like I'm still here so I need to do something with this and like wanting to believe that there is some like mystical magical quest reason behind it and like the fact that we go through all that we do in that series and for him to actually find Glendower, like they actually do it, but finding out that there's no magic that he, he has, there's no gift that they can use, um, that there's, there's nothing. And yeah, they find his, like where he was buried, but there was very like normal things behind why nobody ever found where he was buried. And it wasn't anything like Gansey imagined it to be. And so when he realized that he like had to come crashing down back to earth and realize that all of these like ideas about his life and him and the importance of him and his own life were maybe not as important as he thought and so and in the series that's when he realizes like I know I'm supposed to die and so this is it I'm not going to watch like this demon that is now attacking me and trying to kill my best friend like Ronan right in front of me when I know that it really wants me and if I die it'll stop and it will go away and it won't hurt anybody anymore and I already know that I'm supposed to die so I'm just gonna do it um and that at least and it's like a thing of like okay Glendower didn't work maybe I'm not as important as I think so I'm just going to if but you know I can die like I've like when you have the trauma that he did about dying already you're always kind of like waiting like the idea that you're going to like be able to live out the rest of your life when you're constantly on the edge of death especially him knowing that at any point he could get stung by a bee and just die right away is like okay dying isn't that big of a deal as big of a deal as it would be for any of the other people in the story because he's been thinking about it so much already of his life and so it's like okay I can accept this and do this but then of course because the story is great they prove that like wait hold on (laughs) like you spent the last few like year particularly but the last few years especially the last year of that story cultivating these extremely strong bonds with these other kids that are your closest friends that are with you right now and all of them love you a lot and they care about you a lot, and they all have, and they all are are magical, like, he himself may not have been, had, like, magical powers at that time, but they all did, and they were, like, fuck this, (laughs) and it's, like, one of those things of, like, he may not have thought after Glendower didn't work out the way he wanted that he was a special person anymore, and they were, like, no, you are special, so we're going to pull all this magic shit out of your ass, and we're going to make the magical tree forest in this story that has these weird connections to everybody that nobody can understand bring you back from the dead and then you can become the magical tree forest inside your own mind instead of there being a magical tree forest (laughs) um and we're you're coming back 
and I don't care what anybody says, you're coming back because we refuse to accept a reality where you die. And that's pretty much how the book ends. Um, but I like love that because that's so much of it makes when I'm talking about it now, it makes a lot of sense of why I had such a hard I've never gone back to like reread the like re-listen to the audiobooks or like even read like the fan fiction stories that I have saved and I, it makes me want to listen like reread them now because I feel like I I could handle them a lot better now but it makes sense of why I avoided them so much because his whole story is so similar to what I went through like there's always kind of a moment when you're dealing with all of that sort of trauma that you realize that you just stop you're not able to run from it anymore like or at least you if you there is if you're actually gonna like deal with it like you know my family my mom and even my sister at this point has never stopped running from what they went through and they at least for my mom I seriously doubt that she ever will stop like she had many times in her life where she could have and but she just never did like one like since I brought up my spirituality kind of beliefs and the raven cycle has a lot of like magic in it whether it's like witch kind of magic or um you know magic realism it has a lot of magic in it which is part of the fun of that story um but like one of my own personal beliefs when it comes to that sort of stuff is that like everyone has a choice and so the way that I look at it is like I know a lot of people the people who believe that everything happens for a reason think that like um that like you're like just predestined for everything that you don't have like a choice in certain things I don't think that's true um I think that that the 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 thing that's hard is that people do have choices and there are multiple times in my life when my parents could have done the right thing um and they didn't they and they chose not to and like that greatly changed the the course of my life and so like my mom when I told her about everything when I was a kid she could have done the right thing and that would have greatly changed everything for me and my entire family we would be completely different people but she chose not to and there were many times when I was growing up where she could have um, made other decisions and she didn't do them either. And there are times when my dad could have made different decisions and he didn't, and he didn't. Um, and so when I think about that, I think about this book series too, that there's a lot of times when things could have gone wrong or things when like little decisions they made ended up changing like the course of their life that if they would have made different decisions, they wouldn't have. But it's one of the things that's hard when you're um, remembering this stuff is that you don't have control over everything and that you can't control every single thing. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. The thing about Gansey's family that I wanted to talk about is just that it'd be incredibly traumatizing for him as like a 10 year old kid. I think he was like 10 when this happened to him for him as a 10 year old to die and then be alone and then be brought back to life and still have this like fear of and not just a fear but also knowing that if he like 
that he is still just as allergic to bees as he was that day when he died and that that hasn't changed that hasn't gone away and so that like that like threat is always there and so it's like he could never really like relax or feel like he would be okay and it's kind of like the thing of like with anxiety like when I was struggling immensely with anxiety and panic attacks and insomnia and all that stuff um I still struggle with this sometimes it's just that the thing that I struggle with is that it's hard to figure out how to handle anxiety and things like that when you know that there is actual like reasons and experience behind why you feel that way so like for me it was like well I have a lot of anxiety and fear because a lot of really 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 horrible shit actually did happen to me like I keep talking about this but I've realized in the last few weeks that a big thing that's like stopping me from being able to do the things that I want in my life is the fact that I'm absolutely terrified to like make my own decisions and choices in my life because I'm absolutely terrified of making a mistake and like it comes out sometimes it looks like perfectionism and it feels like perfectionism like earlier today part of the reason why I was depressed is because I found out that I didn't get the job that I applied for and I had interviews for and I had a feeling at the end of the interview like the inter- the second person I interviewed with looked like they weren't pleased with one of my answers and I honestly don't know what I said that was wrong and that they didn't like um but like it happened but I was just from the look on their face I thought that they weren't going to um have me come back which ended up being right which sucks but like when I found out earlier today that I didn't get the job I immediately started beating myself up and being like you couldn't even get a job when your friend got like you an in at the place like you're never gonna find another job because if you couldn't get one when somebody was helping you get in that fast how are you supposed to find one on your own um even though I know that that sort of thinking isn't right that's the kind of like self-destructive or just really hard on me thoughts pop in my head but what I'm trying to say is that the reason why I feel like that and the reason why that happens to me all the time is because I did spend like decades of my life like the first 20 years of my life with that kind of pressure on me like the entire time like the first 18 years of my life the majority of the first 18 years of my life I knew that especially at a certain point when I was like nine or ten and like everything happened with my family with like telling my mom and it not working I knew after that point that that like if I said or did the wrong thing at some point to around someone that my that like my parents might get arrested that that my mom that my dad might get arrested that my mom might would like lose her job and we wouldn't have any money and I already knew at that age that we didn't already have money that like everything in my life would be like upended like I knew so much then that that was a thing that could happen and so I spent all of those years like with all of this pressure on me knowing that I had I had to be careful about the things that I said and how I acted around people because I always knew somewhere in my mind that if I said or did the wrong thing that I could to me it felt like I would be the reason that my parents got 
got like arrested or got fired or or were in serious like trouble because of people finding out what happened to me and so it's hard for me then to like let go of this idea that I can make mistakes or that I don't have to do that anymore because I have spent so much of my life being afraid of that happening and but there was like valid reasons (laughs) like if I told somebody what happened my like there was a very good possibility that my dad would have gone to prison and my mom definitely would have lost her job as a teacher and she possibly would have gone may have gone to prison too um and who knows what would have happened at that point to me and my sister if that would have happened and so it's like i i did live like that so it's hard to like let the like let like that belief go that i can't make mistakes because of everything is riding on what I do when for the first like 20 some years of my life everything did ride on what I did um and I was very aware of that um so it's like and it's the same thing with like Gansey in this book series that like how is he supposed to not live with like all of these all of this anxiety and panic attacks and insomnia and things like that when he knows that he could die at any given point, if a fucking bee just stings him, he's dead. It doesn't matter how much he's worked. It doesn't matter how smart he is. It doesn't matter, like, how good he is in school. It doesn't matter if he's supposed to have a good future. It doesn't... None of that stuff matters. If that happens, then he's done for, and there's nothing that he can do about it. So it's like, how do you... How are you supposed to not be hypervigilant all the time when you know that that's a possibility? How are you ever supposed to fucking relax, you know? Um, and so it's like, that makes it even harder to deal with. And it makes me really upset how like Gansey's family was the stereotypical, like white rich family where they just didn't want to deal with his emotions. And because he was the only one that was dealing with all of this stuff. Um, so they just were like, anyway, you can just go off and like travel around Europe and then, and then just like basically live on your own. Like, like it's it's great for the process of the story that they basically have this like warehouse that they live in and um it's one of the many reasons why I loved I love Gansey as a character so much that he's this like extremely rich like teenage boy that comes from a very rich family and lives in his family lives in like this super swanky like mansion kind of house but when he's like on his own and has access to some of his like trust fund money and is able to choose where he wants to live, he just buys like a giant abandoned warehouse <laughs> and lives there. Like the opposite of what you would think somebody who's rich like that would live in. Like he could have lived in like the like a huge like rented out like a huge house in in like Henrietta, but he didn't want to. He wanted he liked that warehouse because it had a lot of open space and and, like, he wanted a place, because he's Gansey, where all of his friends and stuff could stay if they ever needed a place to go, and they could all stay there, and and all that sort of stuff. That's the stuff that mattered to him, so he didn't care if, like, you know, if everything was fancy, because that's not what he actually cares about. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, he was basically, like, on his own. They just, like, left, he was an extremely traumatized kid, and they just, like, left, left him on his own. And that is, like, 100% not okay. And, of course, that's why I am so attached to him. 
I one thing I think is always kind of funny with the Raven cycle is that Adam is not my favorite character <laughs> when he comes from an abusive family and all that sort of stuff but that's definitely because he because Gansey is like how he is and also because uh yeah like I remember at the time when I read those books and when I'm listening to these old voice notes, I'm talking about listening to Raven Cycle podcasts. I found that and like the hosts of most of the podcasts were like a lot nicer to Adam than they were to to Gansey when they had their fights and stuff in the first few books. And I think it's interesting for me to be talking about it during the time when I was doing this because this was before like I realized a lot of things about my own life, but I was always somewhat self-aware of things. And so, like, one thing that's always bothered me about, um, like, the fight that Adam and, and not Ronan, that Adam and Gansey had in the first book is that a lot of, the, I saw, I remember at the time seeing people talk about how um, Gansey was, like, victim-blaming Adam. And, like, no, he was not. <laughs> That was the whole thing that was ridiculous about that fight. Like, Adam didn't think... Adam came from a house, a, f- a family like mine did, or mine was. So he didn't think... He was putting all of these preconceived notions on Gansey. And so he was thinking, like, Gansey doesn't really care about me. Um, Gansey wants something from me. The only reason why Gansey is offering to give me money so they don't have to kill myself working all of these jobs so that I don't have to live at home with my abusive ass like father who beats me is because he wants something from me because he sees me as his property because of this. None of that was actually accurate, though. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing that I like realized when I was reading these books that always bothered me that people didn't seem to completely understand or honestly... Every time there's, like, a fandom for something like this, there's always, like, a couple characters that are usually white boys that are, like, the ones that they ship together. In this series, you know, uh, Ronan and Adam actually do get together. Um, But, like, usually there's, like, characters like that that the fan base generally really likes that usually isn't the ones that I usually really like for whatever reason. Sometimes they are, but it's kind of rare that, that it is the one that I care for a lot um but a lot of times they they tend to like excuse the behavior that one character does because they're so biased towards them and that is definitely a thing that happened with Adam because like I just said Adam was thinking that Gansey wanted to give him money or was offering him a place to live and then was upset when he wouldn't like take him up on his offer and he and Gansey did not understand why he forced himself to go back and live with his dad that kept beating him and why he kept and why he wouldn't let him give him money so that he wouldn't have to kill himself being falling asleep all the time working a bazillion jobs um, when he wasn't living when he finally wasn't living with his parents anymore Um, and like the thing is that Adam is putting all of these like ulterior motives on Gansey because he grew up in an abusive environment and he doesn't think that anyone would help him for pure altruistic reasons. And like that's why like the whole fights between um Gansey and Adam were always really hard because like 
and why I was always upset at Adam because he was clearly not seeing things how they were because of his trauma. He was triggered and was thinking that something else was happening. And and so, like, no matter what Gansey said or did, there was never going to be anything he could really say or do to convince him that these things weren't true. He had to he had to figure it out on his own. And like like a lot of things from this book series, I definitely went through that on my own. Like one of the hardest things for me right now when I see people that I make friends with online in any way or or even in person, but most of them are online now, that struggle with the same sort of trauma things that I do is when I see someone clearly struggling with it, but knowing that there really isn't much I can really do to help them like get through it they have to be they have to be the ones to make those decisions on their own and like one of the like one of the online friends that I was very close with that I talk about all the time because I miss all of them one of the reasons that why I like had a hard time with our friendship after a certain point in like 2019 and going forward after that especially after I got in my dream program is that I saw that she was struggling just as much as I was in the years before and it was really really hard for me to watch somebody to watch her struggle with the similar issues that I was having and knowing that like I could tell her every day if I wanted to like you need to go to therapy you need to try I think you need to you could try this I think going to like a treatment program for a couple months would be good for you because it was really good for me but unless she's like ready and willing to like really put in like the work that you need to do in order to do that and is ready to do that and really like go full force into it like really give it a try and everything nothing that I say or do is going to convince any her otherwise and it was really hard for me in 2020 seeing that happening um it's still hard for me now but it's a lot it's easier for me now to handle that but it still is difficult um but that's something that's really hard to do is when you see that because you I know that there's nothing that I can say to convince people that that is something that you need to kind of you need to figure it out as hard as it is like people you can have people to support you but you have to like go through the all of that on your own and no one can force you to like go to rehab or go into treatment or do things to improve your life if you're not ready yet and um you need to kind of figure out when you are ready on your own and then and and then yeah people who are by you can help support you get like access to the things that you need and and all that sort of stuff as you're going through it but and especially when I think about those friends that I had I for like those few years I was going through a lot of emotional changes and realizing like what boundaries were what like calling everybody a narcissist for a while then realizing that wasn't right and I had to like figure all of that stuff out out like internally in myself they couldn't like force me to like realize that uh to see the things that I was seeing or see the things that they were seeing And so when I think about that, like, fight with Adam and Ronan, that's a lot of what that is, because, like, the first three books of that series is Adam consistently just fighting with Gansey because he doesn't think that he actually cares about him, only for him to finally, for the love of God, realize in the third book when he shows up to his um, court case and 
and is like apologizing to him and is isn't even sure if he should even be there that um he realizes that no Gansey just care just loves me Gansey just cares about me he doesn't want to control me he doesn't want to give me money because he's trying to control me he doesn't see me as his property he just genuinely loves me and wants to support me and i've made him so like anxious about the idea of supporting me in any way that he's not even sure if it's okay that he showed up to this court date I have to help me deal with this so that it goes away and I don't have to deal with it anymore. And it finally like clicks for him like no, he just genuinely loves me and that and like that's the thing that like people I feel like some in the fandom like didn't understand. It's like no, Gansey was not victim blaming him in the first book when he was upset that he was offering a place for Adam to live and he was telling him no. Like, he was upset, and he had reason to be upset. And yeah, he was a fucking teenager, so everything that he said maybe wasn't the best, but I can tell from life experience that people don't always say the right thing or the best thing when you're going through things like that. Sometimes you get you get upset and you say things that you don't mean later, but he wasn't blaming him or saying or acting like, saying like, oh, are you a sad little victim? What are you doing? Or he wasn't doing any of that. A lot of what happened during that, like, Adam saw him. When you are seeing somebody and you, when you think that there's, like, ulterior motives behind what somebody is saying and what someone is doing, nothing that you, nothing that they say or do will convince you otherwise. So, like, in those scenes, Adam thought that, that the only reason why Gansey wanted him to move in with him was because he saw him as his property. He thought that he was offering him money so that he w- it would be something he could, like, lord over him later. And so every time Gansey would offer him those things, he felt like he was trying to control him. So anything that he said or did after that, um, Adam saw through, like, a certain light. But, like, of course, when he finally realizes none of that was actually happening that Gansey was actually just trying to help him and that he wasn't trying to control him ever. And that was just what he thought because he wasn't used to people doing things, doing nice things for him without any ulterior motives. Then he saw like him clearly. And like, that's really what like the whole trauma recovery process is really like, is like a lot of the things that you realize is like, like part of the stuff that's hard with that is for me is like, is arguing in my own head, like, am I seeing these people clearly when I'm realizing that they're not the right people for me, or am I still, like, wanting to see them that way, because it would be easier for me, like, I've gone back and forth with a lot of friends that I've had in the last few years because of that, because it's hard for me to completely um, trust my own interpretation of events, Um, but it is, like, a true thing that we all go through, is that, like, and until you really like work through this stuff and are able to kind of figure out like your own triggers and your own biases against how you see people you're the nicest person in the entire world could walk up to you and be like I want to be best friends with you will you like go hang out with me here have a job that makes a lot of money have everything that you've ever wanted you're never going to trust it if you don't if you can't recognize why you don't think that you deserve any of those things. It's one of the hardest parts about all of this, but yeah.
Um, this is me talking about the Raven cycle and like using it, I guess, as a way to show my own trauma recovery journey. This has made me really want to go back and find new fan fiction stories to read now that I feel like I could read them. Now that that time in my life is not as hard of a time for me to remember. And now that I've made myself gotten way past it. And um, if you want me to talk more about this series, let me know. I probably will anyway, because I love it so much.